I'm Danny, that witch next door, and you're listening to That Witch Podcast. Welcome back to another episode here at That Witch Podcast. I'm Danny. I'm The Witch Next Door. I'm going to be your host, your guide, your mentor, and instructor in all things magic, witchcraft, astrology, and witchy business. And today is the last episode of our mini astro series that we've been working through, how to work with planetary energy. Um, I purposefully saved the sun for very, very last today on May 20th because Today, as of 7.22 p.m. Mountain Time, the sun is moving into Gemini. So we are upon a new solar season. So what better time than to talk about um, sun energy and how to work with sun energy? So... This is also similar to the moon. This is going to be different than the other planets that we worked through because this isn't a planet, right? This is a giant star um, and we revolve around the sun. That's a bit different than the other planets and celestial energies where we've been working uh, with. We're not going to be talking today about like the orbit of the sun, right? Um, solar seasons are based on our earth revolution and orbit around the sun. So it takes the earth 365 days to make one full revolution around the sun. And in that orbit, the sun based on our, this is the way this works astronomically, okay? Based on our geocentric visual viewpoint, the sun, from where we're looking, is aligned in a certain constellation, aka a zodiac sign, for about one calendar month. Okay. It doesn't land perfectly on a calendar month. Like, obviously, right? Today is May 20th. It's not May 1st, and we're moving into Gemini. Um, that would be if our calendar year was aligned with the astrological year, which it is not. Um, but Time, time wise, uh, the sun from our, again, geocentric viewpoint aligns with and spends about one month in one zodiac sign. So, uh, Taurus season was on April 19th last month, if memory serves. And now Gemini season, the sun's moving into the sign of Gemini, uh, um, May 20th. So you see, we're almost at exactly a calendar month. Now, again, I do want to just clarify, we're talking about a different celestial energy where we do use the same terminology for the sun and we use the same shorthand references for the sun as if we're talking about the other planets, almost equating it to other planets. But let me be very clear, definitely on an astronomical level, it is not the same <laughs> as the other planets. Um, technically, we're incorrect when we say, oh, the sun moved into Gemini today. No, the earth turned and, and continued rotating around the sun. And from where we sit here on earth and our geocentric viewpoint, the sun is aligned in the zodiac sign constellation of Gemini. Um, and so 
it's, it is a little different. I want you to remember that when we're looking at the astrological chart, the astrological wheel, that center point and that we're watching all the planets revolve and rotate around, that's Earth. All astrological charts are casted from a geocentric or Earth-centric point of view. So make no mistake, the sun doesn't actually move. We're revolving around the sun. Um, but I just wanted to clear up those, those technicalities, okay? Now, um, so that means that the sun doesn't go retrograde. We don't have a retrograde period here. We also do not have a void of course situation here like we did with the moon. Uh, that's pretty much it. The sun spends about a month in one sign, um, according to our astrological tracking, and uh, one full solar season, meaning one full earth revolution around the sun, is one earth year. It's uh, 365. Uh, days. Now, because the sun is our center point of our solar system, uh, this is very reflective in the attributes and traits of the sun and how we interpret it in astrology. It is the center, is the driving life force. It is ego. It's the very core center essence of our soul life, our experience. Okay. Um, the sun is very, very associated with the heart. Anything to do with the heart and themes of the heart and passion um, is also going to be very, very linked to the sun's energy as well. Um, some colors, shocker here, that are associated with the sun, definitely uh, yellows and golds and really any fire colors, uh, really even, you know, getting into the oranges and the reds, uh, but also greens and, and pink because anything and really associated with um, heart center energy, like I said, is also going to be associated with the sun. And the sun provides photosynthesis to all of our plant life on our planet. And this is another way that we see um, green as associated with the sun. Um, when we get too much sun um, and get a lot of heat, we turn a little pink or a little red, right? So we, we see that association there as well. So um, these are some of the different colors associated with the sun. Uh, sun, sun work and practice in astrology and in your witchcraft practice. I was excited to talk about this last because the sun, when we are students of astrology, our sun sign becomes uh, almost inevitably for every beginner astrology student we really end up tossing it to the wayside for a while. And it's okay. It's a necessary part of the journey. We only know our sun sign for so long that it makes sense that we have to kind of venture away from it for a while um, and learn about our other planets and other traits and aspects of ourselves and our lives. And then we kind of come back. The other reason this is a necessary part of the journey is we got to talk about the journey of the ego. So we know that the sun represents center of things and ego. Uh, we got to talk about ego themes. Ego in our modern times, uh, especially over the last 50 years or so, has been labeled as inherently toxic. Starve the ego, kill the ego. No, do not do that. Um, we want healthy ego. Ego. <laughs> we want healthy ego. We want thriving ego. We want flourishing ego. We don't want toxic ego. We don't want wounded ego. We don't want projecting ego, okay? Um, someone with egotistical tendencies or shadows or issues is a sign of a wounded ego that needs 
healing. We think, we thought for so long, you know, on a mainstream spiritual sense, oh, you just starve it. If you feed the ego, um, it just feeds the entire problem. This isn't true. Very often the ego is projecting in those egotistical manners um, because it is being starved of its basic needs. Uh, Very, very often projections of any of our shadows are a sign that there is a need being suppressed and or neglected. Okay. And this is also very reminiscent of the sun. Um, So I think that part of the reason, astrologically speaking, why we kind of as students uh, venture away from our sun sign and our studies and come back to it later on is we kind of have a journey of the ego while that's happening. Um, Especially if you use your astrological knowledge to give any kind of interpretations or readings to people, whether or not you charge them for it, even if it's just your friends and your family. Um, You are working with and in the ego and you are going to come up against and experience ego-themed lessons, okay? We, We have to get kind of humiliated. We have to get embarrassed. We have to feel rejected sometimes. Um, it's part of the, the sun's lessons for us, okay? Uh, now, I will say that moving through and working through ego work and transformation is some of the most abundant and rewarding because that's what sun energy is. It's life-giving, Remember how I said it gives the photosynthesis. Uh, we all need vitamin Ds to survive. Um, it's the center point of our solar system. So it literally gives life to everything. Yeah. <laughs> all those things represent all the life-giving abundance and blessings that come from the sun. Okay. Um, that does not mean though that the sun is inherently uh, abundant and healthy and thriving. Our sun signs in our chart need introspection, examination, review, and work just like any of our other planets. There is shadow work here to be done, okay? And because of the sun's literal light nature, um, most of us, this is where egotistical problems normally stem from, uh, it is not of the nature of the sun to go into the dark. Uh, So we think, because we associate it so much with light, when really, when we look at our day, our 24 hours of an earth day, um, about roughly half of it is in light and about roughly half of it is in dark, depending on the time of year that we're in, okay? And this means that the sun is meant to go into the dark and it is meant to go into the shadow. And so working with and understanding the shadow qualities of your sun sign is really, really important. It's one of the best places to to start doing some beginner shadow work because you know your sun sign really, really well, which means you probably know those shadow qualities also really, really well. And given the purposeful intention of shadow work, like really going into that that introspection on purpose, you'll find sun shadow work is much more natural than you would have thought. Because again, the sun actually does naturally, how many times can I say that? The sun does naturally go into the dark, okay? Um, But I find that lots of energy workers that work with the sun and primarily sun energy and sun deities 
seem to have a common collective avoidance to shadow work. And it's actually an integral part of sun work as much as it's an integral part of moon work, to be quite honest. Um, So working with different deities associated with the sun, um, creating an altar with different plants or crystals or, or herbs that are associated with the sun. These are great ways to work with it in your practice, but honestly, just experiencing it is the best way. So whether that's taking advantage of a sunny window by putting a plant there or planting yourself in front of a sunny window, taking advantage of a sunny day, um, maybe taking some vitamin D supplements, honestly, because maybe where you live, you don't get as much sunlight. That could be a way that you incorporate more sun energy into your practice as you get some vitamin D supplements. Seriously, that's modern sun work. Um, So this is when you, I will say this, when you are feeling drained and depleted and in need of recharging and replenishing, the sun should be your go-to. It should be the energy that you work with on a general level, or you could explore it in your astrological chart on that, that more personalized level. But the sun really, like I said, it gives life and it rejuvenates. So that's where you want to use it in your practice is for areas that you need rebirth, where you need rejuvenation, um, where you're seeking abundance. Sun work is wonderful in money magic and abundance and success rituals, okay? Because again, When you work through sun lessons, the rewards are life-giving, truly. Um, I hope that this little last hitter inspires you, especially with this spark of new Gemini energy today. Uh, Just like with our other planets, you want to list or you want to learn and dig into the traits of that specific planetary energy, then add on the layer of whatever sign that it's in. Um, like right now, Gemini, what are the characteristics and traits and vibe of Gemini? Communicative, interactive, talkative, funny, uh, curious, loves to learn, um, all those different things, right? Um, And if you want to go even one more step further, you can also see where the sun is in your chart right now, for example, Um, or where it is in regards to your sun, for example, okay? Uh, So this was, yeah, I hope that this inspired you. I hope that this informed you. I know that this last one was a quick, (coughs) quick one, especially since we didn't have a lot of logistics to go over, like orbital patterns and stuff like that. Um, But I I want you to save and bookmark these episodes. I think they'll be really beneficial to come back to later on there. I think that it helps to just hone in and focus on one planet at a time. Um, If you're in that witch school, your exclusive uh, journal guide for learning more about your sun and your natal chart is up and available on thatwitchnextdoor.com. And of course, if you want to join us in that witch school, All the details are below in the show notes. We would absolutely love to have you there. Um, Thank you. Thank you so much, neighbor. I can't wait uh, to see you next week for more episodes here at That Witch Podcast. I'm sure we have another, uh, you know, I love a good series. I'm sure we have another series coming our way uh, not too long from now. So I hope you enjoyed this. Please let me know if you did. Please let me know if you have any questions. I appreciate and love every single one of you. Stay safe. Have a great weekend and stay magical out there. Happy Gemini season. Hey, magical human. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of That Witch Podcast. If you want to support the show, the best way to do that is to share with a friend or give a shout out on your social media. 
You can also leave a five-star rating and review on both Apple and Spotify. And if you can't get enough of all of our witchy, magical content here in the neighborhood, you definitely want to make sure you're subscribed to my email newsletter, That Witch Gazette. It's a really fun, really convenient, one-stop shop to stay up to date on all of the news and happenings here in our neighborhood. If you have any questions, suggestions, ideas for the show, or if you'd like to sponsor an episode, you can send me a message at thatwitchnextdoor.com slash conjurethatwitch. Thank you so much. I'll see y'all next time.